Hello, and welcome to Women With Books. I'm your host, author, Lindsay Emery. Um, you guys, I am, I feel out of breath almost. <laughs> I've been doing so much uh, to get ready for, I've, well, next week. I have a big week coming up. I have a, a book release. Uh, the Royal Runaway will be delivered to book lovers everywhere around the world on October 9th, 2018. Um, I'm in the middle of pre-release. You've got to you know, like set up all this publicity and the marketing and newsletters and and a lot of it, honestly, though, is just busy work. It's just something that makes me feel like I'm doing something when there's not too much I can do about <laughs> book sales. Honestly, I can tell you about it. I can um, let people know that it's available, but I can't actually, you know, um, force you to put a finger on a mouse button and buy my book. So uh, I'm doing what I can just to kind of keep my mind off things. I've got a big week planned um, for a special treat. I, I decided to celebrate my release with uh, a Taylor Swift concert. <laughs> I'm taking my kids too, and it's, let's be honest, it's really for me, because um, I just adore Taylor Swift music, and one of her songs is was hugely influential to me while I was writing The Royal Runaway, and uh, I won't tell you about that now. I was going to save that as kind of a release week surprise in my newsletter, so if you are interested in hearing more about my books and being on my Lindsay Emery newsletter, please go to my uh, website, and it's fairly clear there how to get to it. I'll also put that note in the show notes, that link in the show notes. Um, But speaking of releases, my next guest has just had her own release of the perfectly adorable heartwarming women's fiction romance, uh, whatever we're calling it these days. This is a great story. It's Trouble Brewing by Suzanne Beltzar. And um, Suzanne is a new friend I met just this summer in Denver. We talked about it in the episode. And like our eyes met across the room and I saw her adorable book and I talked to her for like two minutes and I knew that she was an awesome person and then of course I read her book and I'm blown away and madly jealous so I think you will also really fall in love with Suzanne and her stories both her verbal and her written ones so please enjoy this episode of women with books there we Go. Welcome to Women with Books. I have today Suzanne Baltzar. I should have asked you how mm-hmm. to pronounce no, that. That's perfect. Yeah. Baltzar. <laughs> On the first try. I know. <laughs> well, I just met you in Denver at RWA Nationals. And of course, I just called you Suzanne. I didn't call you by your last name. <laughs> yeah. So how are you doing today? Terrific. It's a lot of rain here, but other than that, pretty good. And you, there is, you there is in. Um, <laughs> there, there is um, in technically a suburb of Allentown, which is the east coast of Pennsylvania. Oh my gosh. If we were not being really professional on this po- podcast right now, I'd, I'd probably launch into a Billy Joel song, but I won't. <laughs> I usually say, you know, Billy Joel song. That's where I'm from. <laughs> oh. Whoops. Hold on. I can't hear you. Hello? Yep. Okay. There we go. Um, so was that your first RWA conference in Denver? It was, yes. What did you think? Um, I thought it was awesome. It was a lot, but it was awesome. (laughs) 
So I met you right after our signing that because we both have books coming out with Gallery Books this fall. And I guess I'd seen you from across the room, but you looked very confident and, you know, like you oh could handle God. it. <laughs> oh, my God. Then thank you, because I didn't feel it at all. <laughs> well, I think then afterwards, when like the crowd died down and we were all just chatting, I saw you and you just looked so... Um, overwhelmed and not in a bad way but like I could tell it was your maybe your first time so I yeah. wanted to make sure you know we got to know each other and <laughs> I'm so glad we did um, because as soon as I saw your book cover I knew that this was a book that I would need to read and I would need to talk about so you have a book coming out in September mm-hmm. 25th, is 25th that right? yep mm-hmm. and it's called Trouble Brewing mm-hmm. so why don't you tell us about that uh, it is a woman who brews beer for a living, and she's working to open up her own brewery because she brews out of her garage. Um, and on the road to that, she meets um, a guy who owns a bar, and he wants her beer. And they, and you know, girl meets boy, boy likes her beer. <laughs> uh, boy and girl fight. <laughs> um, so it's a love story in like in the setting of a brewery world in, in brewing. So, yeah, taking you back to Denver, and mm-hmm. I saw your cover, and you told me about the premise of this book, and mm-hmm. then I was so mad that I didn't meet you before <laughs> the signing and grab a copy of this book. Um, so I will say I haven't read it yet. I have tried um, blackmailing people at Gallery Books, but they are not giving it to me yet. So, so how did you get the idea? Well, my husband is a brewer. He homebrews, and so we go to a lot of festivals of beer festivals and things like that and you know we're always at breweries and if you look around it's a lot of men all the time um there in two summers ago or two three summers ago i can't remember we went to this outdoor festival in the middle of summer and there was three or four big tents set up with like a hundred different breweries from around the country and not one of them had a woman behind the the bar and I kept saying to Casey, like, where are all the women brewers? They, they, have, they have to be here. They have to exist. Um, and that it just sparked an idea that, you know, they, ex- they do exist. They are, they are out there. Women do own breweries and sell beer, but they just aren't as well known as the men, I suppose. So did you have to start doing research into women breweries or how to brew or what did you have to do to write this book? Um, well, I drink a lot of beer. <laughs> <laughs> um, my research was mainly just because my husband brews. I mean, I had to do research, but not really because I'm married to a brewer. So um, my research mainly was going to a lot of breweries, I suppose, and seeing how someone would open up a brewery. Like my husband's dream is to one day own his own. So that and that is Piper's dream as well that she wants to move out of her garage and actually own her own so I basically my husband was kind of like the main character but a male (laughs) so it was me asking him him a lot of questions and going to to take tours of breweries and see seeing the setup and things like that um so it was fun it was fun work to do. <laughs> yeah, you have the best job in the world. Yeah. Are breweries, are independent breweries popping up in Pennsylvania? Is that like a hot spot for them? Or? 
Um, yeah, not as much as um, I picked Minneapolis um, because that right now is a huge spot for craft brew. Um, <clears throat> some of the bigger, we have a couple local ones that we go to quite often, um, but the bigger ones are more towards Philly, which is about an hour away. Um, but there are just some like Nashville, um, Minneapolis, Austin, um, where else? I guess San Francisco. There's a couple cities that are just springing up with so many. And within the last two or three years, I'd say that, that the craft brew world has just exploded. Like, there aren't many people drinking cores anymore. <laughs> you see everybody with a fancy bottle and label and things and drinking fancy IPAs. So I feel like there's an older generation that drinks, like, Bud Light, and then the millennials all drink <laughs> the these specially crafted, really expensive brews from somewhere. So it's it's a huge it's a huge booming business right now. As soon as you said Bud Light, my stomach churned. Just thinking <laughs> about college and every right. single frat party I went to, right. and that's kind of interesting. I'll need to find some college kids and ask: Are you guys still drinking Bud Light, or have you um, moved up in the world? <laughs> <laughs> we have to think they come with their twenty-four case for beer pong or something that's cheap. Yeah, they still need something cheap, but yeah. I mean, isn't not very cool to drink it anymore. You're absolutely right. Yeah, and I love you're one of the authors that blurbed um, or gave you a cover quote for Trouble Brewing was Amy E. Reichert, who I yeah. had on the podcast earlier this spring and she's like the perfect person have you gotten to talk to her i haven't talked to her in person no oh, okay. but um after she sent in that blurb i was because i love um the coincidence of coconut cake is one of my favorite books and i was oh, i was just like fangirling when <laughs> when she sent that blurb in. and it's such a good blurb too and so i emailed her right away and i said oh i have to buy you all the beer in the world <laughs> Yeah. So she was very sweet and very kind to do that. Well, she's kind of an expert on these things. And, um, like, I think I got her talking about cider when she was on um, my her her episode of this podcast. And uh, I got the definitely got the feeling that she could have talked, like, a whole brewing podcast just <laughs> right. about cider. <laughs> so what was the hardest part of writing this book? Not drinking beer while you wrote it? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, um, so I started, let, let me think, I have to do some mental math. So I started writing this book in August of 2016, and I finished in um, like November-ish, end of October, early November. So I was finished with the book, and I had sent it out to CPs then. Um, and then I found out I was pregnant <laughs> in November with baby number one. And so I um, sent it off to, <laughs> yeah, I sent it off to my agent in December, and then it sold relatively quickly that spring. And so I was on I remember being on the phone with Marla, both of our editors and um, I said, you know, I'm like six months pregnant right now. And like, it's really kind of hard for me to concentrate. And she was so sweet about edits and like, just, okay, let me know if you need anything. If you need to push the dates back. It was really nice because it was my first time being pregnant. And I like, my brain was all over the place. So the hardest part for me was like being pregnant and trying to finish edits. That was the hardest part. Right. Because so that's really fascinating. So it was your first baby. Mm -hmm. And this is your debut book. 
Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a lot to handle. And the two two babies, a real baby and a book baby. Yeah, truly, because yeah. I, you know, we all say that that a it's a book baby. Yeah, you know, every book that mm-hmm. comes out, and um, it's just as much work, just as much yeah. <laughs> stress yeah. and yeah. um and uncertainty. So, what's the best part of being a debut author? Ooh, the best part of being, I guess, all the excitement. I mean, it's just really fun to have people read your book and be excited about it and really like it. Because, of course, you think, like, nobody's going to read, number one, nobody's going to read the book. And if they do read the book, they're going to hate it. (laughs) So it's really nice to have people read it and love what you're writing and you know, you know, you have the you f- you fear <laughs> that nobody wants to read your garbage trash writing. <laughs> like you just write it for yourself and hope somebody else likes it. So that is true. But here's the deal: <laughs> obviously, it's not garbage trash writing because Marla Daniels at Gallery yeah. Books cannot be wrong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. And for those who haven't gl- uh, gleaned yet Marla Daniels is also my editor so she has amazing taste yes yes she does <laughs> and I don't get why people hate books people just need to stop hating books it, I, it, I know it doesn't make any sense they're just they're just nasty people don't it when you hear people them. that are like I don't read what does that even mean <laughs> I don't know what that means what do you do yeah. do you even go here she doesn't go here <laughs> Did any part of writing or publishing this book surprise you? Actually, um, yeah, and I think it was just the luck of the universe that it happened for me relatively quickly um, in the time between my agent getting it to Marla and accepting the offer. And then, um, you know, you hear these stories where it takes years and years and years for a book to finally come out between when they sign the contract and this all happened quickly. I mean, my baby just turned one yesterday and now my book is coming out next month. So that was a pretty quick turnaround for, for both things, for both babies. <laughs> Have um, you had a birthday party for your baby or are you going to combine it with the release party? <laughs> no, we had, a, we had <laughs> my parents and grandparents and um, my niece and nephew, we just had cake and ice cream and watched him turn into the Hulk from the sugar. (laughs) And are you going to have a a release party with some of your husband's homebrew? We think so. We're hoping to go to a brewery and figure something out. I'm going to let him take care of that, though. (laughs) Yeah, he should. That would be so fun. I think any brewery would love to have you and your book um, featured all over Instagram. (laughs) Yeah, hopefully, yeah. Well, I was going to actually say earlier about the women brewers um, thing because I had, I'm going to have to look this up and I'll put it either in the show notes or in my newsletter and I'll send it to you. But I listened to a podcast a while back about how, um, hey baby, um, <laughs> what was it? About how through most of history, brewing beer was a woman's job mm-hmm. and how that shifted like mainly in the 20th century yeah, and um, that even in the 19th century, it was still like the women who were brewing beer for their men out in the fields and stuff. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, Yeah. Do you, do you know why that kind of shifted and it became kind of a man's job to make 
I mean, from my historian point of view, well, (laughs) fun fact about me, I used to be a history teacher, (laughs) Um, but I actually don't know the reason why. I would just guess because it became a business then, and with the passing of Prohibition, you know, it became a man's world. I'd assume that's why, you know, when money got involved. Yeah, exactly. That men took over and kicked all the women out. Well, also, maybe we were smart enough to be like, I'm not getting arrested for this. (laughs) (laughs) Go ahead. (laughs) You take over that. And then once they take it over, then they don't give it back. But um, I was reading some of the reviews for your book, some of the early reviews that are already out on Goodreads. (laughs) And someone said you made a lot of Friends references, references to the TV show Friends in the book, um, which made me laugh so hard because when we were in Denver um, I think you and I might have bonded over a couple of um, TV show quotes (laughs) that were coming back and forth so um, is it just friends that you reference in the book or is there any other no there's there's a couple of pop culture things Um, Piper um, like me is a pop culture savant uh, which is on my business card <laughs> so she um is just addicted to any any popular tv show or movie or anything on netflix and and she just references you know gilmore girls and friends and um i can't think of i the can't office? think of other things i don't think she references the office oh, oh. sandlot she, oh, yeah. she has some sandlot quotes um, you know, things that stand the test of time. <laughs> no, I didn't grow up in the 90s. No. <laughs> um, do you get a lot of inspiration from TV or movies? Um, I don't. Well, my day job is um, that I manage a little art house um, theater. So I do watch a lot of movies for a living. Um, but I don't know if that bleeds into my writing or not. Um, I don't think so. <laughs> Question mark? Maybe? I don't know. What kind of movies are shown in an art house theater? So art house is basically uh, just means independent. So. Okay. Uh, none of the big ones, you know, we don't show any superhero movies or anything like that. It's, it's foreign films. It's the little indie movies that don't get so much support Okay. that are made by tiny little studios. I, you know what? That's so awesome that you're doing that. And let me tell you why. Why, this is, why it's awesome that this is your day job. Because as <laughs> soon as I had kids, I don't know anything that is small and independent anymore. And mm-hmm. that's probably on me, but it's just, you know, first of all, your first six years is just like sucked up with baby stuff. And then once they get old enough to actually behave themselves in a movie theater with you, you're still not going to spend money on like a foreign film. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> with them. So, um, that's why I, I feel so out of touch. I used to know all this stuff. And now I'm like, oh, Su- I'm going to have to say Suzanne. What's a, what is <laughs> <Yeah>. an indie movie? <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean? What does that mean? So no explosions? I don't understand. <laughs> well, there could be some explosions. Oh, okay. Just, you know, really, really low budget ones. <laughs> <laughs> 
small, unique explosions in <laughs> yeah. a yeah. different language. Yeah. <laughs> but so, so this is good for you because you'll be able to stay um, cultured and educated in this area, um, even if children are sucking all of your <laughs> rest of your brain power. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Hopefully, that's the goal. So what kind of books do you read um, when you're not watching cool flicks or writing your own books? Um, I read, obviously, a lot of romance and women's fiction. I um, go in periods of historical fiction. I really love good historical fiction, um, but those come and go for like six months. I'll read like... um, I'm having a brain fart of the uh, Philippa Gregory. Yeah, yeah. She so I'll read like a whole bunch of hers at a time, and um, and then I won't. She writes a lot about um, she she, did tutors, yeah, yeah, yeah. um, And then I like like um, Viking fiction, or I'm really into. Um, Irish history because my family's Irish so I really like reading Irish fiction and re- reading about Irish storytellers um, so I'll go in and out of that but mostly I stick with romance and women's fiction I like lighter stuff I also like memoirs I've, I've read some really good I have Joe Biden's memoir on my Kindle that for like months now that I've been meaning to read that oh. I, sh- I really want to read so I'll, I'll probably read it within the next couple of weeks that'll be interesting let me know how that one goes yeah because I think I would love to sit at a table with him and have him tell me stories, but I'm not sure. I'd be interested to see if that if that um, translates through the book. Yeah, well, I got it um, because his son had died, and yes. um, my brother three uh, uh, yeah three years ago passed away, and so I bought it just knowing what he went through and what I went through. So I thought it was I, I just wanted to read his story. Mm. Yeah, he. Um... Joe Biden had suffered also the loss when he was younger with mm-hmm. his wife and daughter. Yeah. It was daughter or son then too? Um, I think so. Yeah, because yeah. the son was more recent. So he's just right. been through a lot that I would just, I'm really interested in hearing his voice. Yeah, I, I would love that too. Um, so when you started writing, did you start off thinking you were going to write this women's fiction genre or did you think you were going to write some other kind of book (laughs) uh well the very first book i wrote well i mean technically if you want to go back to my sixth grade when i I was writing in sync fan fiction Ah! (laughs) speaking of the 90s (laughs) which (laughs) i mean that's some spectacular storytelling Who's your favorite NSYNC band member? um, JC Shazay, obviously. He's the only one that counts. I mean, everybody talks about Justin, but JC was the talent of that group. Justin is insufferable. (laughs) He he really, he really, really is. I mean, I mean, I enjoy him. I enjoy his music, but he's so cocky. Yeah. It's problematic. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So that was my actual first book. (laughs) Okay. Um. And can I ask what did they what did they do in this in sync fan fiction? In sync fan fiction, okay. So, um, so I base characters off of me and one of my best friends, Sarah. And Sarah was a hairdresser, and my character was a dancer because I danced when I was younger. 
and all through oh college. Gosh, y'all are so um, glamorous. <laughs> and then we ended up going on tour with NSYNC. And then my yes. character and JC got together. And her character and Justin got together because she was in charge of Justin's gorgeous locks. <laughs> curly, curly locks. <laughs> and so, And then I wrote another one about Lance before he came out. <laughs> like when he was still straight and dating Topanga from Boy Meets World. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I wrote about him. I, I was like, I was a fiend. Did you did you suspect? I mean, where was that? Was that in I your world? Did I didn't? You, I okay. I he was with Topanga. I mean, who wouldn't mm-hmm. want to to date Topanga? And then yeah. when he when he, I mean, it wasn't like, it wasn't like I was like, oh bummer, like whatever. But everyone, every you know, they were older. Older kids would be like, oh, you should have known. Oh, how? Like it's not like so. it's weird. But yeah, good for him. He's married to a gorgeous man. Yeah. And I think he and Topanga are still friends. I think so, too. Yeah. Who She's also gorgeous. OMG. Yeah. Write some fan fiction about that. (laughs) Yeah. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Corey and Topanga, grown up. Well, how did you feel when Justin and Brittany got together? Oh, I was so... I love Justin and Brittany together. And then when she cheated on him with Wade Robson, like, you're making me sweat right now. Oh, my God. (laughs) I could not handle my life. That was, I remember it was junior year of high school. I was so upset. And in dance class, we were dancing to a Britney song. And I was like, no, I can't deal with this right now. I can't deal with this. I was so upset with Britney. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Yeah. So this is going to be dug out of the files and submitted. (laughs) Just change the names, all of this this wonderful stuff. (laughs) Okay, so you started off writing um, New Adult, basically. <laughs> basically, yes. yes. And, then, and then you were like, I need to graduate to... Um... <laughs> and then, yeah, and then, um, I, I mean, I wrote, like, for, I took creative writing and stuff in college, but I didn't actually write, write anything until very recently, actually, a couple years ago. Um, I read a certain romance book that was very, very popular, and I, Did you say certain romance book? Yeah, it was a certain okay. romance book that was very popular, and I will not name it. And, and I read it, and I thought, why is this so popular? Like, mm-hmm. I could do better than this. And so my friends were like, yeah, you should just write a book. Like, remember when you wrote InSync Fan Fiction? <laughs> you could totally write a book. <laughs> and, um, well, let me actually back up a li- little bit. So I was... Um, I have my own film company, so I'm a screenwriter. So I'd written a whole bunch of scripts, and so it's not like I'd stopped writing completely. I was just writing scripts for a couple of years. And so then fast forward, back to fast forward, and my friend said, oh, yeah, just like just write a book. So then I took it as a challenge, like I do everything, and jumped in headfirst. And I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to write a romance book. Yeah, okay. Um, so that was my first book. Um, and go. then you know continuously and then until I got an agent blah 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 and here we are (laughs) did you so I was going to ask you this about being in film and doing screenplays Mm -hmm. I mean what do you find the biggest difference between novels and screenplays aside from you know length (laughs) oh yeah well um when you read my book you'll notice it's very dialogue heavy Mm -hmm. um which just that's just what I'm used to I'm used to writing scripts and um 
The biggest difference for me, I don't think plot-wise there's a big difference. I actually use a screenwriting book called Save the Cat. I love Save the Cat. Yeah, that's like that's my what Bible. I use too. And you know, um, Mary Chris Escobar, who you also oh, met yes. mm-hmm. in Denver, she and I are big Save the Cat aficionados. Yeah. And she loves breweries. So I know. next time y'all get together, you can ha- talk We're going to be BFFs. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> okay, so you Save the Cat. Um, yeah, so you Save the Cat. So I... To me, the plot isn't, you're still doing three acts and things like that. Um, It's just when you write a script, you're writing this pure skeleton of it. You're not adding any real emotion or anything. All of the emotion has to come from the dialogue. You're not writing much action because the actors would be doing it and you're leaving the director to decide the feeling of the scene. Um, So it's very bare bones and the hardest part for me is transferring that to a book because I write very bare bones and then I have to go back and continuously add things in and um, I am constantly getting notes like I know my one note immediately when I send it out to CPs is going to be like well what is this person feeling here why did they do that well like well couldn't you tell from that one one line of dialogue (laughs) but it that's the hardest part is just me um adding more of that background emotion because I just want to do it all through the dialogue. Yeah. I mean, he's obviously quoting Chandler from Friends, so he's obviously (laughs) being snarky here. Yeah. I mean, don't, can't you tell that? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I get that because sometimes I think just the dialogue is what's moving a scene. So, you know, get that all out, make it awesome. And then like go in and be like, okay, she feels sad. Right. <laughs> She's making a frowny face. <laughs> she puts her hands in her pockets. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so are you going to, do you still do screenplays in films? Or are you going to do the adaptation of Trouble Brewing? And <laughs> Oh my God, I'd love to. Um, I haven't written a screenplay in a while. They're all, you know, all 20 of them are sitting in a file on my laptop, um, just waiting for... <laughs> some for Brad Pitt to buy them off of me. <laughs> um, happen. Yeah, you have to. You're just prepared. You have it all ready. Yeah, to go. totally. And um, by the way, I have a new. Well, this might not be new. You might have already thought of this. What we need to call your book? Are you ready? Mm-hmm. A brewmance. Ooh, I actually that is new. That's good. <laughs> I was about to let that slip earlier. I was like, oh, thank you, subconscious. <laughs> that was really good. That's, That's good. All right, you can use that. Thank Tag you. me. Okay. Um, oh, shoot. I had another really good question, but then I got caught up in my own. In brewmance, in the in the genius of brewmance. In the genius. I'm so impressed with myself right now. Uh, when people ask you for recommendations, for book recommendations, mm-hmm. is there a book or an author that you always recommend? I mean, it depends on what they want to read. I don't read much science fiction, so I wouldn't be able to. Oh, yeah. Um. It depends on what they want to read. Um, the book of the summer is The Kiss Quotient. by I, Which I haven't read yet. Have you? Oh, my God. Oh, yes. By, yeah. Helen's my buddy. Um, oh. Yeah. So she, there's a group of us that go on a retreat every year, and she's in that group, and she's amazing, and she's sweet, and she deserves everything she has. So everybody needs to go out and read that book. <laughs> yes. It's definitely on my TBR list. Mm-hmm. I have to say, though, I came home from Denver and it's embarrassing how many books that I... Well, first, I did read, like, three in one day when I came back. Because I'm like, oh, I have to 
These all look so good. And now, like, the pile is just... I know, it's staring. huge. It's judging me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Same. So, yes, Helen, you're on my list. <laughs> um, what else have you been recommending this summer? Well, I just read, it shames me that I should have read it a while ago, but Alexis, Daria's book that yes. won the Rita. Um, I read it on the plane home mm-hmm. from Denver. It was so good. I want to read the second one. So that is great. Um, I, I wish I would have read it months ago. It's so good. Well, what's amazing about that book and her. So she was one of my first guests on this podcast. And that she just, I think she, was it a NaNoWriMo book? I'm not, I'm not sure. I'm, I'm, you have to go back. Everyone go back to the episode and <laughs> listen to it. But she basically set a goal for herself. She's like, I'm going to get this book out there. So she got it out there. She um, entered it into the Golden Hearts. She used it to get an agent. And then it became her debut. And then it became a bestseller and best book of the year. And then it became a read. I mean, it was like, dang, girl. Like, she yeah. could, you know, if she sets her mind to something, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> really clearly, yeah, She's like superwoman. Yeah. I know. But I just love seeing the progression of that. And she's like, and it all came from her just saying, I'm, this is it. That's, I'm going to do this. And um, it's really inspirational. Everyone go back and listen to yeah. that episode. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And um, what do you have coming up next? Do you have another book coming out? I am working on... I mean, that you, your first one hasn't even come out yet, yeah. but I'm still like, <laughs> I, I think there's another one. Yeah, there is. Yeah, that's coming out, um, I want to say, summer of 2019. Okay. Um, is it a bromance? It is not. Oh! Um, okay. It's about football. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'll I, come up with a good title for it. <laughs> yeah, I just actually saw the, um, like, the very first mock-up of the cover. It looks so cute. So I, I want to see it. <laughs> there, like, I can, that's the other thing about publishing. Like, it moves so slow yet so quickly. My first book isn't even out yet. And then today I was shown, like, a mock-up of the cover of book two. It's weird. It is weird because they're going to get it out and like yeah. get everyone because they're going to read this one and be like, oh, my gosh, I need the next yeah. one. And then they're going to need a picture to click on. Yeah. That's yeah. exciting. Um, OK, well, I'll ask you for more information about that later because we are <laughs> focusing on trouble brewing. But again, I feel like I'm going to love trouble brewing. So I need the next one. Um, was Is there a book or genre that people would be surprised that you like? Um, I guess people are surprised. Well, I guess maybe not my buddies that know that I'm into history and was a history teacher about historical fiction. But like, I come off as very flighty <laughs> and very um, like TMI <laughs> and um, very loud and boisterous. And people don't actually know that I'm kind of like in when I'm by myself in a corner, I'm actually very intellectual <laughs> and I really like to learn. And um, I'd like to um, like learn about things I like I was a really good student if I could be paid to be a student that's what I would choose to do <laughs> like mm. just go to college classes all day um, and sit and listen to professors talk there I really are probably people who would pay you to do that. <laughs> like I just really enjoy well I don't enjoy learning about like math <laughs> but I enjoy learning about history and English and um, biology so I so I think people might be when they hear me talk and then I say like I really enjoy history books they're like what <laughs> if they look at my bookshelf and see that I actually have like um, 
history books on there and what your history teacher never taught you and history of the world part one and stuff like that do you listen to any of the history podcasts that's some place where that's got a lot of great information right now i don't i need to like get into podcasts more i've listened to a handful my husband listens to a lot but i think i need to do that and now that i moved out to the suburbs that takes me (laughs) 15 minutes to get everywhere as compared to two i'm not used to having to (laughs) You know, 15 minutes is such a long drive. <laughs> well, yeah, and that and you can have it in your ears or yeah, while you're dealing with babes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but there are a lot of good ones that, like I think the one I told, I said that about uh, women brewers. I'm pretty sure that came to from a um, podcast called um, What You Missed in History Class. Mm-hmm. What You Missed in History Class, sorry. I'm pretty sure that came from that podcast. And they just do like random bits of information yeah. <laughs> about history. Yeah. And um, yeah, it's really interesting. Well, are you ready for the lightning round, Suzanne? Oh my gosh, I love games. Yes. <laughs> okay. Um, so first I have like the traditional lightning round questions. But before that, I want to ask you some beer questions. Okay. Do you think you could be up for that? Yes. Basically, I I like beer, but I don't consider myself an expert at all. So I want to know, like, I'm going to give you, like, a food, and I want you to suggest a beer that goes with it. Can we do that? Sure. Okay. Oh, my God. My husband's going to listen to this, and he's be like, oh, my God, you were so wrong. <laughs> you were terrible. Well, he can, come on. he can come on and tell me what he thinks then. Yeah. All right. Um, birthday cake. Ooh, birthday cake. I would go with like a light and refreshing, maybe, ooh, maybe a cider, like Amy, one of Amy's ciders or, um, yeah, probably just something really crisp and fresh, like a fruitier IPA, like a raspberry or blueberry something. Okay. Uh, what about sushi? There's some really good Japanese beers. I don't know where they fall in the line of what they are, but um, they're delicious. (laughs) And I assume that they're um, based off of fruit, so I don't know what to call them, but they are really good. And I can't think of any names right now because, of course, I can't because you're putting me on the spot. But (laughs) if you go to sushi places, they have them. They'll usually have a list of two or three. Of What you should say is you just can't translate the label. Oh, yeah. I can't read it. Sorry. Okay. Um, What about roast beef? Roast beef. Hmm. What pairs well with roast beef? Mm Mm-hmm. I would drink... I mean, I would probably say a stout, although I don't drink stouts. I don't like stouts. So I would drink a red ale with a roast beef, but someone else might choose a really darker beer, like a stout. Okay. Um, and let me think of something else. Um, oh. Mm, chips and guacamole. Oh, I mean, obviously cerveza. Something from Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right. That sounds good. That's all the beer questions I have right now. <laughs> <laughs> all right. We'll head into the other lightning round. Okay. Um, dark or milk chocolate? Milk. Coffee or tea? Ugh. I mean, if it's iced tea, I don't like hot beverages. <laughs> oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. 
I, can you even call yourself a writer? I don't know. No, probably not. I need We're like lemonade. Kick you out of the club. <laughs> I, I know. <laughs> I'm not gonna be the loser in the corner drinking iced tea. <laughs> Um, when your phone rings, do you answer it? Uh, if it's my mother, yes. There you go. <laughs> How do you normally waste time on the internet? Oh, God. Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and Pinterest and everything, every social media ever. Isn't it wonderful? <laughs> I know. <laughs> on your next vacation, would you go to the mountains or the beach? The beach. Do you call it soda or pop? Soda. On a romance hero, do you prefer abs, forearms, or a chiseled jaw? Oh, forearms. I mean, can I... So it'd be forearms number one, abs number two, jaw number three. <laughs> yeah. Uh, forearms are very popular yeah. around here. Mm -hmm. Are you more likely to buy a book cover with abs on it or a beach scene? Oh. Oh, it depends. I guess I I guess I would go for abs over beach, but it would depend, I suppose. Okay. Would depend on what, Suzanne? Well <laughs> Well, I tend to always buy authors that I know. I don't buy which is a shame. Ah. I like to buy or if the blurb is by somebody that I know. Yeah. And then like the back cover. I read the back cover. Okay. So you're not a cover, you don't make your book buying decisions on the cover. No, I'm not. A, I am not a one clicker. No. Okay. Yeah. That's very interesting. Mm -hmm. That's cool. And the very important last question, what are your feelings about turning to the last page of a book first? I always do. No. Yeah, I do. I know. I know. It's a terrible, terrible habit. Why? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I think it started I think it started in high school when we were reading The Great Gatsby. I swear to you, I remember this. And I remember um turning to the last page cuz I remember being starting to read Gatsby and I was super into it. I loved the cover and I don't know. I just really really got me into that book and then I was like I have to know how it ends and so I turned to the very last page and then there was that you know that last quote of 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 we onward we move or whatever rowing I can't even remember but I was like oh man this is amazing this is this is an amazing line and now I do it for all my books I don't know I don't know what what if someone came to your cinema and said just Fast just, forward just to the end the of the movie. <laughs> so I know yeah. if I'm going to like it or not. Yeah, I know. Because that could be the best part of the movie right there. I know. Well, Frankly, I'm... Scarlett, I don't give a damn. <laughs> That's all I need to know. I mean, maybe for a mystery, it wouldn't be. But, you know, for a romance, you know it's going to end happily ever after. I know. So... I, I mean, I, I'm not going to try and talk you out of this habit. <laughs> I, mean, I just like you have to live with yourself that's all <laughs> I like to read the very very last line I don't read the whole page it's just the very very last line it's okay. terrible it's a terrible habit I know <laughs> it's interesting though if you, I mean I think that if you're just going for the last line maybe like you're looking for that that is this going to make me feel something at the very end yeah and, yeah yeah it's interesting well thanks for coming on today Suzanne I've thanks so for enjoyed having me. our continuing conversation and 
Um, so just let me know when I need to get that book from <laughs> someone at gallery. Hint, hint. <laughs> hint, hint, Marla. <laughs> <laughs> I will definitely be reading it as soon as I can because, like I said, it's going to be awesome. This bromance is starting a trend. Yes. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for joining us today. I started this podcast so I could have the conversations I wanted to have about books. And by listening, you're part of the conversation too. Contact me on our Facebook page or on any of my social media accounts at Lindsay Emery if you want to talk some more or sign up for my fantastic newsletter. And please leave me a review. It helps other listeners and readers find us. Five stars if you love books. Thanks, and keep reading.